When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk Hey, that's pretty good. The Raptors defeat the Detroit Pistons 118-297 in a game that it felt like even beforehand when we talked to Dwayne Casey when we talked to Nick Nurse, even the quotes around this game before it jumped off, everybody was prepping for a win for the Raptors and a loss for the Pistons. And this kind of, you know, it's metaphorical, right? It operates on that that stance as well as that there are different types of wins and losses. And the Pistons, even in a loss, they win. They get closer to a higher, you know, percentage chance in the Wembenyama sweepstakes or the whoever sweepstakes, depending on who they like, probably Wembenyama. They also get to develop guys who they don't win minutes, but perhaps they uh, make progress in certain aspects of their game that they wouldn't otherwise have. In the Raptors, they win and they just win. They're 4-0 on the season against the Detroit Pistons. This is quite a change. I think they're now 7-9 and um, over the course of the Pistons, the Casey Pistons, who they used to inexplicably lose to all the time. You ask anybody about that. I know that Chris Boucher has been forthcoming about it on his podcast, maybe. Uh, he, he he never understood it. Nobody else seemed to understand it, but they went 4-0 this year, capping off that fourth win, 118-97. to We'll talk about it, but of course, I am Samson Folk. This is, of course, the Raptors Reaction Podcast. And it is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And hey, here's the thing. You only pay if you win. If you lose, you don't pay. Yeah, you know, the, the advantages, they're, that's inherent. You know, you give it your best shot, you win, you pay. Simple as. You lose, hey, dust yourself off. It didn't cost you a dime. I think that's a pretty good deal. If you're interested in doing so, Goldfinger Law, 416-730-1777. The Raptors, you know what they got to do? They got to dust off a few guys for extended minutes in this game. Jeff Doan Jr., he plays 29 minutes, basically. 28 minutes, 54 seconds. Malachi Flynn, he gets in for 17 and a half. Boucher, 29. Coloco, nearly 20. The Raptors starters, this is an odd one. A very odd one. Uh, OG plays 25. Pirtle plays 28. Barton plays 24. Van Vliet plays 29. Pascal plays 38 minutes. And if you think he was out there to pad his stats... He probably would have played around the same amount of as Van Vliet did, and he would have ended up at like 30 points and like seven assists. Like 32 and nine is not that much different than what he would have left the game with those minutes. Nick was asked about it after the game, and he said that they were looking to pull him out around the six-minute mark, and it was just a run of minutes or play style that didn't get them the whistle they wanted. And then when they had the ball, they were on a fast break or something, and he couldn't couldn't call timeout and negate that advantage. Either way, 
it's an odd minute total in a game that the Raptors, you know, they, they win by 21 points. They led by about that throughout. They did a really good job of opening up this game at a 12 point advantage after the first quarter. They win by eight in the second quarter. Sure, the lead goes down to 19 heading into the fourth quarter. You don't really need Pascal to hold that, I don't think. Not not for the whole quarter or anything like that. But anyway, 38 minutes. It's a lot. He was the best player on the floor by a wide margin. Nobody on the Pistons had anything for him. Dwayne Casey talked about this prior to the game, how they're testing out guys like Isaiah Stewart and Marvin Bagley, even maybe James Wiseman a little bit, if they can play the four. And Jalen Duran, I think they're considering him a five. Same with Wiseman for the most part. And he said because he doesn't think you can be competitive in the NBA playing four centers. Now, they're still seeing if those guys can play the four. And what that meant was that Siakam, the nominal four on the Raptors roster, he got matched up against guys whose foot speed is not really capable of keeping up with him. And if you got a cross match or something like that, a guy like Jaden Ivey or Killian Hayes or Isaiah Livers, they're not going to have that much for him either. So this was a, man, a really advantageous matchup for Pascal. He hit shots. He got to the rim. He made everything that he needed to happen. And, you know, even though he, he started out two of two from downtown, I think he ended up two of six. He went six of 10 from the free throw line. That needs to get better. But on the whole, he shoots 63% from the field. Gives you 32 points, nine assists. He's plus 26. He carried the Raptors throughout the game. And he was completely dominant. You also get 19 and 13 from Chris Boucher in this one. He, for the second game in a row, comes to the press room because he's had good games. He's been playing well. And I think he's very gracious in the quotes and the way he talks to media. So I think that's great. 19 and 13 for him. More success. The Raptors, they win the rebounding battle in this game. They got after. I mean, Chris by himself had six, six offensive rebounds. Pirtle had two. Barton gets one, Fred gets one, Coloco has three. Like the Raptors, they made their bones on the offensive end, and they definitely won that battle on the on the glass. So that was nice to see. And Chris was a massive part of that. His energy, his rambunctious play style is always super fun to play when he's or super fun to watch when he's on. And he certainly was in this game. OG, pretty good, cutting, filling, 17 points, three boards, two assists. Uh, low-key games for a lot of guys in this one because they got out ahead of the Pistons. They were hitting their threes early. I mean, the Pistons very clearly didn't have the offensive juice to get back into this game. You look at the guys that are playing, right? So it's their starting lineup is Bagley, Wiseman, Killian, Jaden Ivey, Isaiah Livers. It's not a surprise that these guys, like they hit four threes combined, but it's also on, I think, 15 attempts. That's not great. They come off the bench, like as a team, they shoot six of 25. That's tough already. But the Raptors playing Pirtle and Siakam is not the biggest four in the NBA, but they play Pirtle, they play Siakam, they play OG Ananobi, like as small as Will Barton and, you know, Fred Van Vliet are, Will more of a frame thing, Fred a, a height thing. The Raptors are still pretty big if you want to try and puncture the paint without shooting. You can't just rumble your way in there. You have to be able to stretch them out. And the Pistons just had no instrument to stretch them out with. Uh, what's it called? You know, you do it. I, I do carpentry, something that a lot, or, you know, I did carpentry. I did roofing. I did a bunch of different types of things, manual labor. And something you do to the new guys, like when you're doing carpentry, you say, oh, go get the the board stretcher or the two by four stretcher or the, the shingle stretcher or something like that. The Pistons had no instrument 
to stretch out the Raptors. And it seemed in this game almost as inconceivable an idea to stretch out the Raptors as it would be to stretch out a board with some sort of um, tool. Anyway, a bit of a tangent on that. Regardless, the Pistons, they had a lot of trouble scoring the basketball. They also, they the Raptors shoot the ball well. The last time the Raptors played the Pistons, it was a close game. Why? Because the Raptors didn't shoot the hell out of the basketball. And the Pistons, they play their two big lineups. They're going to muck up and gum up the paint. That only works if the other team isn't going to make the other bigs pay for their lack of mobility relative to other players, not to themselves. I think Bagley and Wiseman move well enough, but they just can't keep up with a guy like Pascal, for example, making them pay with shooting. The Raptors did that from the outset. They were able to dominate this game throughout. Easy win, easy dub. And that's how this is supposed to be. Uh, The guys talking about the game after the game, they said, you know, they lost to Indiana. They felt pretty bad about it. They wanted to come out here and make sure they stamped this game. They certainly did. Honestly, the most interesting aspect of this game, I think, is probably the third point guard thing, or I guess even second point guard thing. You know, it's like Will Barton starts for a second game in a row. He has nine points on 10 shots. He goes one for four from downtown. You know, he has three rebounds, two assists. He had a, a like one good drive. He has more pop, and he's a quicker decision maker on closeouts than Flynn. He's a quicker decision maker on closeouts than Delton. Like, he's he's just seen so many closeouts over his career. He knows what it looks like. He kind of knows how to get into the middle, probe, try and, if, if the skip pass isn't there initially, probe a little bit, see who, you know, if it's the defense, if it's a weak side zone, is there like a, you know, a lift? Is there a pass to make? Is there a backdoor cut? Like this kind of stuff. He can wait for that kind of stuff. I think that's what the Raptors like. And also the fact that he was shooting 38% on his threes prior to arriving. But the thing is, I think he's 5 of 24 or 5 of 25 from downtown since arriving in Toronto. And on more minutes than Jeff Doughton has played, certainly. Jeff Doughton is 3 of 7 from downtown in that same time. He hit one tonight. He also hit, you know, like pump, put the ball down, 15, 16 footer. Nick Nurse after the game labeled him as an adequate shooter. I think that's true. I've been kind of harping on this in my written work and and my obviously the podcast stuff is that he's a better shooter than he gets treated as at the NBA level and that he treats himself as he's pretty he's been pretty gun shy. But I think that's something that will kind of fade away with the more minutes he gets. He also he had four steals or sorry, four assists and three steals in this game. He gets downhill better than Flynn does and better than uh, Barton does. He also is by far the best defender of that trio. And now with six games left in his eligibility, I believe six or five, I think it's six, the Raptors have to make a decision. Wieskamp, Barton, you know, is there a cut made? Is anything like what goes on with that? I think Downton Jr., he should, if the Raptors are in the play-in at the end of the season, like he should be getting minutes. And I understand they want to have their cake and eat it too. And they're probably a little bit disappointed that this is the way the games have shook out down the stretch and that it's maybe a little bit tough to justify converting him or whatever that looks like, roster spots. And I like I get that, but I'd really like to see that happen. I think he's been of those guys, Barton, Flynn, Wieskamp. It's like he's played so much better. And this is the thing, like Flynn, 
coming from uh, you know at San Diego State, he was the defensive player of the year in his conference. And I think there was this idea that he was going to be a very, very good defender. He's had spurts where I think he's definitely been able to guard his check, and, and that's good. But it's just like the defensive floor that Delton provides is quite a bit higher. And while Flynn of those guys in their time with the Raptors has given you the most shooting pop, I think that Delton has just been flat out the best. And every game with his defense, he comes into it. He gives you a floor, a respectable floor that you can expect good things on one side of the floor. And maybe he'll give you some pop on offense. And I think increasingly over time as he gets more comfortable. That's my bet on him. That doesn't have to be correct. But um, that's the way I'm viewing it currently. I would love to see him get more minutes, basically. Seeing 28, almost 29 minutes in this one for him, I love that. But on the whole, the Raptors did a pretty good job of sticking to their game plan, making sure that, hey, we're going to we're gonna make sure that we converge on the paint. If the Pistons want to try and shoot, uh, th- like shoot us out of this game, they can try to do so. The 6 of 25 obviously hurt the Pistons a lot more than the Raptors. We've seen this Pistons team in the past with guys like Sadiq Bey, Bogdanovich, Cade Cunningham, thinking back to last year. They hit a lot of one-pass-away threes that were semi-contested, and they beat a good Raptors team last year. Those guys weren't in tonight. Like, Sadiq Bey is gone. Bogdanovich is injured. Um, Cade Cunningham has been injured for a while. There's just not a lot of juice. Like Even Corey Joseph is injured. There's not a lot of juice on this Pistons team. They're playing big. They're asking their guards to do a lot to try and create against a Raptors defense that knows where they're weakest. And the Raptors, they just stuck to the game plan. They forced the the Pistons into a lot of like baby hooks, jump hooks, short mid-range stuff. And while there's some players that make a killing right there, and I don't think that the Pistons were necessarily like really bad from that spot on the floor. I just like if the Pistons, you're gonna take all like 32% of your shots in the short mid-range, and you're gonna hit 41, 42%, and you're also gonna shoot 24% from three, you're just you're not going to find your way to efficient offense. The Raptors got out in transition. They were inefficient relative to transition offense, but inefficient transition offense is still really efficient relative to um, half-court offense. They got they ran out for a bunch of possessions. They scored in the half-court as well, largely on the back of Pascal, Fred with some early shot making, OG consistent throughout, and then Boucher making a killing, whether it's cutting or getting on the offensive glass. And the Raptors getting like little... Um, little contributions from a bunch of different guys throughout. So I thought that was pretty good. Christian Coloco, I think that there were some fun plays that he made as like the low man. And uh, I, I just, I'm interested to see what his summer of work looks like, what he comes back next year with. And um, also, honestly, to see once the Raptors are like healthy, Scotty's back, Gary's back, Precious is back. I don't think Coloco will get play-in or playoff minutes probably. So it's these last few games where, unfortunately, the Raptors aren't good enough to just kind of let the young guns see how the rest of the season goes. They want to make the playoffs. They're going to keep trying to improve their position. And, um, like, they can catch the Hawks. They can't catch Miami, but they can catch the Hawks. And so we'll see how that goes the rest of the season. But um, for guys, like, who are at the end of the bench, I mean, Flynn is guaranteed for next season. Coloco is obviously guaranteed for next season. We'll see what happens with Jeff. Um, we'll see what happens with a guy like Barton. I, I think Barton is the least likely of that group to be coming back. But we'll see. 
the Raptors, they don't get a lot of room to play around in a game like this. They did. I think that they made the most of it. A lot of guys who don't typically get a lot of minutes, they got a lot of possessions against other NBA players because despite the Pistons not being very good, Isaiah Livers is good enough to be in the NBA. Like if he wasn't on the Pistons, he'd be on another team. Bagley, Wiseman, both good enough to be in the league. Killian Hayes, I think like he would be on another team. Jaden Ivey, of course, is going to be like he's he had 20 and eight tonight. He's trying to find his way towards stardom, right? Um, Jalen Duran, like Amori, a Canadian. Cool to see him coming back from Rexdale, where I am right now. The Rex, shout out. Um, RJ Hampton, less certain about him. But uh, yeah, there was I, too bad. I got a friend, Tim, who just loves Hamadou Diallo. And uh, he didn't play tonight either. But regardless, yeah, the, the, while not being a very good team, getting possessions against these guys was obviously very important. Reggie Evans Award, I want to give it to Chris Boucher. 19 to 13. It's too much scoring to be truly Reggie Evan esque, of course, but also 13 rebounds, six of them offensive, like really getting after it on the glass. That's like the classic Reggie Evans thing. So, yeah, he gets a Reggie Evans Award. Top group reaction comment is from Phil Dude, quote, Delton had 29 minutes. That's miraculous, lol. End quote. It was pretty cool to see Delton get played that much. There's a reason I. Just talked probably more about him in this podcast than any other player he is at like the Raptors are at an inflection point for one of their positions on the roster and they've been clearly kind of trying to kick it around and avoid Delton as the guy since his contract isn't the most friendly um like it's super friendly of course that this isn't like a lot of money being thrown thrown around relative to the team but as far as the structure of it his was he was in the best position for the Raptors to kick around and to not um, invest as much in, which is too bad, really, because I think he is the best of the group. And so it's like politics. It's money that's kind of blocking him. But, you know, I, I don't know what those conversations are like between Nurse and the front office, really. But who knows? It's great to see him get more minutes. I'd love to see him get like a bunch down the stretch. Um, not a bunch is in 30 or 29 every game like he got in this one, but I'd like to see him have a role and for the Raptors to give him a decent leash of trying to make it make it work within that role. Thanks for writing in, Phil Dude. Thanks for listening in. Listener, if you got into this on YouTube, like the video, that's important. Uh, also, important is to subscribe not only on the YouTube channel, but most importantly at raptorsrepublic.com. Our best work is over there. And um, it is behind a paywall. The subscription lets you access a lot of the uh, paywalled work. In fact, all of it. Um, I, I hope you do consider. If you listen to this on the podcast channel, thanks for letting me chop it up with you. And whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.